ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. Everybody is I. You all know you are you. And wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, it doesn't make any difference. You are all of them. And when they come into being, that's you coming into being. Hey, what is up, beautiful people? Hope you are all doing well wherever you are in the world. And before I introduce this week's guest, I just wanted to bring some attention to the people in France, the Yellow Vest movement, if you're not familiar with it. But basically, the people in France are taken to the streets and they're wearing high visible yellow jackets and protesting and standing up against government corruption. And the movement goes a lot deeper than just fuel tax rises, living costs and other issues. It goes right to the heart of what it means to be human. And people all over the world, as you know, are getting sick of the corrupt systems that support a select few and not the many. But these systems seem to forget that the people are the many. And if change is going to come, it's going to come from all of us coming together and forcing a positive one. And that is exactly what the people of France are doing, in my opinion. They're taking to the streets, they're voicing their opinions and standing as one and standing up for what is right. And this movement is now spreading to Holland, it's spreading to Serbia and many more countries now as well. And it really expresses and highlights that we the people do have the power and if we all work together and come together and put our attention in the correct places, we can force a positive change in the world. And the time for change is now, we all know it and we can all feel it bubbling in the back of our minds. We kind of keep saying that the next generation is going to do it. No, the next generation is going to do it. We all know that change has to happen now. So please support the Yellow Vest movement and do your bit to even help do your bit to help them and even if it just means sort of sharing a video or a post about it on social media it will really help this movement and help a positive thing in the world so anyway enough said on that this week we met up with a guy called Robbie Cummin who basically lives who somebody he is somebody who's basically living a complete different alternative way of living he lives full time on a floating tiny house narrowboat and he's been travelling in his boat, which is called Naughty Lass, for two years now. And as a continuous cruiser, Robbie is always on the move, as well as finding new locations to stay. He works remotely and makes YouTube videos of his endeavours. So we anyway, we travelled to Newark, which is a place in the UK, to sit down with a cup of hot water for me and a coffee for Chris to discuss all things living on a tiny floating narrowboat home so anyway please consider supporting the podcast via our patreon page a small donation a month will be a huge help for us with the running cost of this podcast and we also have a donation option to help us out as well so anyway enjoy this podcast
Right, so Robbie, thank you for <laughs> bringing us onto your little boat here. Hey, you're welcome. You're very welcome. Yeah. Really yeah, good. Beautiful narrow boat as well, isn't it? Cheers, cheers. Yeah, well, yeah. it's just, uh, yeah, it's my, my little cosy little cottage on the water sort of th- yeah. thing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, me and Dan, when me and Dan were on the way down here, we actually thought of like, what would be the best question that would really spark this to life? Really, we did actually really think of that. Bring it to the life, the <laughs> podcast. Make everyone like think. Yeah, oh, this, yeah, I want to live on a board. Yeah, this is my life. <laughs> so, well, what's do we it want like? them to to feel that? I so, don't know. <laughs> let's let's get let's let them feel like it. So, what? I'm oh, sorry. So, what would it be like having sex on this board? <laughs> is that your first question? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we're very well, spiritual. No, no holds barred on this, is it? This so. is a lot of spiritual podcast on here. <laughs> how to have sex on a boat? <laughs> well, how do you know I've ever? I've not, may not have ever had sex on this boat. Um, well, there's always time. <laughs> yeah. See, see what I was what I was thinking when I came in here because when I go in a room, I always like to see the logistics for that for, for having sex. Right. Okay. So I was, I was looking at this street, and I was thinking. I mean, this is. I could definitely. I worked with smaller before. <laughs> well, I mean, it's funny because I think I almost think like every decision you make in life yeah. is somehow connected to sex anyway isn't it so well uh, oh, sorry so um yeah i just think you know the one reason i got this boat was um that i all my mates were getting married all my mates were just sort of having kids and i just thought well, I've, I've got to get out there and actually meet someone and i'm not meeting anyone in my hometown of gillingham in dorset yeah. which for people that don't know where that is it's basically down south in a nice area of the country but in the centre of town there's like a burnt out supermarket that's been there for about five years so yeah. that gives you a little bit of a, an idea <laughs> Um, so yeah, decided to get gonna get the boat and then I'll I'll meet tons of tons of babes along the way. <laughs> it's a work like they are. It doesn't quite go like that because <laughs> yeah, I had a great time in, in Oxfordshire, um, met lots of lovely girls there, but and even in Yorkshire, but it, there's there were some places where I'd go to like um, I'm just looking across at my map off to the side here and um there was there's places like in Liverpool where everyone's like, right, it's gotta be Everything's got to be like totally bleached away. I, I can't do the accent, but it's like, yeah, I know you <laughs> like, mean. Ian, I'd get on that boot, you know, that's, uh, that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're just, that's, that's more like Geordie, isn't yeah. it? We yeah. <laughs> 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 Because I wonder what the girls up there would think of like a narrow boat like this. I mean, some some ladies think, oh, that's, that's amazing. You know, it's very sort of romantic and, you know, bohemian, yeah. which we, is what my boat it is. We, we actually said when we were on the way down in, in the car, we said, and we expected you to sort of just having a joke anyway that you were going to come out with a captain's hat on and like a big a sort of like well, a Hugh some girls off at yeah, the same time yeah, a Hugh Hefner sort of um, blanket sort of thing around you and going right boys let's do the podcast I, I'm, wearing, <laughs> I'm, wearing, I'm wearing the dressing gown though if I knew that, that your first question was going to be that maybe I would have staged that but yeah, yeah that'd be cool that wouldn't it so what actually what, what actually made you to what was the choice behind actually living on a narrow boat well, it, was, it wasn't really like a conscious choice because at the time I had a girlfriend in London and I was living in Dorset and uh, I wanted to see her more often, obviously. And, um, that closer, sorry. sorry, man. Um, but she she had a friend who had two boats in London. Um, so she, she lived with her boyfriend on one of them and she really needed someone else to look after the other one. So I, she said, well, you know, you're seeing my friend up in London. Why not come up and uh, look after the boat? So I did that and... Um, I think as soon as I got on that tiller, because I, I hadn't even considered it before, I was like, oh, it's just hippies that live on boats. I got on the tiller and I was like, I feel like the king of the world right yeah. now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I was just sold from that moment on. I was just constantly looking at how I would continue that lifestyle yeah. and whatever it would throw at me, and it has thrown quite yeah. a bit. <laughs> did you, did you like, sort of adopt that lifestyle straight away? 
or was it was it hard for you to sort oh, of adopt was, a living environment that's a great a question smaller? because there's a yeah. lot of um compromising and a lot of uh, change that you have to go through mm-hmm. um like primarily like getting used to dealing with your own toilet waste yeah so the first boat that i was i was invited onto the the one that i stayed on for about three months initially it had a cassette toilet and that's one that you like any caravaner would know about it you know you just sort of you have to keep emptying it up out and stuff and in london like the facilities are so overused yeah it's not nice not a nice experience so yeah <laughs> and just generally you feel like you're living in victorian times so right now so if you're listening you um you won't be able to see this obviously but we have a nice little stove um next to us and we've got cups of coffee sort of like keeping warm on top and um yeah, I've even had to cook baked spuds in here when the gas oh, run cool. out, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. So you do feel, or even like wash in a pot of hot water when the when the, yeah. when the water wasn't working. So, yeah. Straight away when we, when we came on came on the narrowboat, though, I think straight away I've got the sense of that sort of, it's so, I mean, people, a lot of people love like a big house and stuff like that and have this huge house, but they never go in them sort of rooms. But like something like this, like you can imagine that you're going to make the use of it of this complete whole living space yeah and as well the mm. fire as well i mean the fire heat i can feel the heat now off that straight away mm. and that's that's just a really a small little burner it's yeah. not a you haven't got a, a radiator in every single room that heat is washing all the way through the boat so i think there's something about that that's more special as well mm. sort of a i don't know what you'd call it but i mean you could probably go into that a bit more but well, I mean, something. I was just going to say, I've never really wanted to live in a big house. I don't, yeah. you know, I've I always like like cosy environments. Yeah. I don't know if that says about me, but you know, I wouldn't say no if obviously someone said, "Oh yeah, there's a keys to the mansion or whatever." <laughs> but at the same time, I do really appreciate these kind of like intimate spaces. That's what it is, isn't yeah. it? Because um, especially when you're here on, with someone else, you're always sort of like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to sort of get around each other, or whatever. But I imagine if you are in a so I, I've not had a relationship whilst been on board, um, but I imagine if you do, it would be quite difficult to get to get that space that you do need. You yeah. know. So when you're when you're out here, when you when you are sealing, do you feel um, disconnected, sort of, here from society? Oh yeah, that's a really important point because I, I'm, so right now I'm in a town, a market town, um, which yeah, it's just just got just got enough going to it, so I I can feel like I am still connected. And well, I, I also have a job in public relations for gardening companies, so I do always keep in touch with the news. I just listen to Radio Four and all that sort of stuff to try and just keep myself connected because you can. There is a danger, I think, of becoming a little bit too uh, isolated, um, you know, and sort of a bit more of a hermit sort of. Thing. Yeah. I don't know. Do, do, do you have you experienced that sort of? So you've met people who are like. Ah, oh, you know they've they've gone too far outside of society and they yeah. can't cut, they can't yeah, come I, back. There is a, there is a, there is a, a part of that where you can feel a, a, like a disconnect where you looking into society you can see like people living their meaningless lives and when someone's done a, a lot of work like say in isolation, it depends on how what they've been in isolation for. If they've been in isolation to help grow them mentally, physically, spiritually, then they can come back into society and give a bit more. But if they've went into uh, isolation and it's been more about it's been more of um something to try and conquer themselves or they've, they've really struggled with it then they can come into society and they might be off because they've they've re- regressed in their mind instead of progressed so that's what i was thinking see, for, see for me i'm gonna i'm gonna point my journey out and i completely I, I do completely feel what you're saying is that there's a balance point because i'm at a point now in my life where 
I want that seclusion. I do feel right, it, yeah. in, like innately in who I am. I do feel that that sense of that. I want to go and because there's something I'm getting in at the minute. It's bushcraft, not to go too far into it. Yeah. And um, when I'm in the woods by myself or while camping or something like that, I feel I get this sense that yeah, this is this feels this feels right. Yeah. But then there's also a point where I'm in a busy city and that doesn't feel right to us. Right. Okay. But I still understand that there's a balance within who we who we all are mm-hmm. that we need this. We need to have these interactions where because if you were just we wouldn't have this podcast now if you were just sort of and, and the conversation wouldn't also spread and integrate into people's other people's minds if you were just sort of uh what's the word like when you buy yourself a, a, a seclusion yes yeah, sort of like secluding yeah. yourself from the yeah. world completely yeah, yeah. it's easy to do yeah. that on a boat as well yeah. you can just go more off in, in the middle of nowhere and you won't have even have a phone signal or anything like that yeah. and it and it feels great that's, um i'm sorry to interrupt that yeah, i was just, right. think, just thinking now i mean a lot of people will be looking at this going, well, look at him, he's living on a boat and stuff like that. He's just isolated from the world. But then you see them same people who will stay in the same house for 18 and 19 hours of the day and they'll be completely secluded themselves. And they don't understand that they're living a very secluded lifestyle. This, that's a question I've got for you. Actually, yeah. do, you, do you find that when you, with living on the boat, do you find that that actually opens you up to more sort of a, a more community aspect or opens you up to a more a richer life? The aspect of what I don't Christmas think it here. does because yeah. my, my initial goal was to get this boat and I was going to meet people so I went to London and because I've done it before so as soon as I got my boat after like two years of scheming and trying to find out how I was going to yeah. save up for it and all that sort of stuff I took it back to London and I did meet a lot of people there and, but then I thought right well I've got to explore because that is another goal I had I wanted to get around all of the, the canals in England uh, and Wales and Scotland so I decided it must be the same in other cities. So I went to Oxford. Nope. You can only stay there like 48 hours. So there's no chance of meeting many people there. Mm. Uh, Birmingham. There, there was lots of activity, but no no one really to sort of connect with. Uh, Manchester, Liverpool, York, um, Sheffield even. It's all the same. They don't really seem to have the same community aspect that somewhere like London does. Um it's difficult because of we're all well. Most of us, well, maybe it might even be half of us boaters are, are continuous cruisers, which means we sort of like keep moving. And I think generally a lot of us are on the same wavelength. Yeah. Mm. Um, so the, the 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 unfortunate thing about that is you might see someone that you really connect with, and then like you don't see them for years afterwards, right. and it's like ah, oh, it's such a shame we couldn't all just sort of stay more together. But then. Yeah, I wouldn't want that because I'm an explorer. So, yeah. What is it? Are you seeing more older people or younger? Yeah. Younger so people? where I am now, I'm up in East Midlands, um, Nottinghamshire, and it's the people around me, especially. So I'm moored in a marina right now, and because I because it's winter and I need to get some work, a lot of jobs done. I've just let them all build up. <laughs> we can talk about that in a minute if you want. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, just the, everyone here is pretty much they're retired or you know they're of a certain age and. I'm definitely the. I, I'm not the youngest here. Not the youngest here, but I feel like it. Yeah, yeah it's it, funny. Cause no, I was just gonna say. Um, there's a person who I know. He's, he was very like. He was in the military for a long time, and he does so much for like charity, and he really like pushes <laughs> pushes the board out for a lot of things. And uh, he just came to me and he said randomly, he went, oh, "I really want to live on a boat." And just like this was exactly how he described it. And I was like, "All right, why? Why is that?" And he just, he says, "There is just a sense of freedom that you'll get that you can't find anywhere else." And he says, "There's something about the the water, the waves, like 
the tranquility about it and he really like I he really put it into my mind how beautiful the isolation can be on a boat and how how much like of a connection to nature as well that you've got because you do feel the waves you do feel like the whole connection and that and it does make you wonder like is is this a good way of living and it sounds like it really is let's let's talk about freedom because it's interesting that your friend is a from the army yeah yeah he was yeah. um because i was i don't know if you if you know who casey neistat is yeah. if you watch his videos yeah, yeah. i watched them recently where well it was just a marine u.s marine was promoting his book he's talking about how he like gets up at like four thirty in the morning yeah. and the, the fact that he does that and the fact that he gets all these jobs done early in the morning actually gives him freedom for the rest of the day to, to pursue his whatever he wants to do mm. Um, and I think a lot of people forget that they just think oh I'm living on a boat or a lot of boaters think oh I'm living on a boat just chill out relax don't have to worry about anything but in fact if you what I've done (laughs) is I've enjoyed myself so much for the last two or three years travelling around that I've just let so many things slide like I haven't kept up with the paintwork I haven't um, there's like problems with my toilet now that that I could have been resolved earlier there's all kinds of engine stuff that I could have done and the fact that I didn't sort of keep up on top of it, just little increments at a time, has mm. mean now that I've got just a, a giant weight on my shoulders, which makes me feel a lot less free. So mm. that's I'm I'm definitely learning an interesting lesson in my my journey anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's cool. I think I think you do that in everything. Though. I mean, obviously you, you, the boat was for you, but for me, I think there's there's many things in life that does that. I mean, you, and and as well, like you said, if you if you whatever it is in your life, if you push that shit away from yourself, it eventually it's gonna. It's going to come back on you tenfold. I mean, mm. in um, there's one thing that I've been uh, thinking about a lot lately is, I mean, this is a little bit off the topic, but in general, like, sort of, we're living in a world now where people say, like, oh, don't play outside, don't get dirty, don't get bacteria, don't do this. But as a society, we're constantly pushing away all of our shit, away from ourselves, instead of, like, in that moment, whatever it is, dealing with it, like, straight away, and then from there you can move on as who you are. That's what I feel, anyway. Yeah. Uh, I suppose it's a bit like um, I was going to say barge rage, barge yeah, yeah. <laughs> rage. Uh, sort of uh, just expressing how you're feeling that moment. I mean, sometimes it's not so good, is it? Like yeah. you don't want to be reactionary and just go, just tell people to f off just yeah. because they've upset you. In, ge- um, in general, though, what's it actually not like living out? on a on a boat? Though, what's it like? Um, well, like I said earlier, it's it's like um, a big compromise. It's like um, it's like you've made a huge change in your life and. That can be a real challenge for some people who are who are used to having all the mod cons. Yeah. So for people who, who who yeah who aren't likely to know at all, but I haven't got a fridge, I don't have a washing machine, I don't have a dishwasher, I don't have a TV, so I, I'm lacking a lot of those things. But at the same time, that obviously frees me up a little bit, doesn't it? Because it's like, well, I don't have to worry about those, so I haven't got. Yeah. Them. <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, and but it makes me work harder because I have to like go out every day to get sh- fresh food or whatever, or in the summer anyway. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just a, it's just a big challenge. It's it's like it's really really hard work, but it's worth it. That that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. What's it, what's what's the best thing? Would you say? Yeah. Uh, best the best thing is like for me anyway. It's not for everyone, but best thing for me is going through a set of locks on my own, and there's no one else around, and I'm just like yeah. I bet you that's challenging. This is my that. canal, you know. Yeah. <laughs> is that challenging? Yeah, do that by yourself. Yeah. Um, but that's what I love about it because you go through that and you achieve something. And it's just a small thing, but yeah. to yeah. many people they couldn't do that. So I'm like, well, I feel good yeah, about myself. Yeah. <laughs> That's what me and Dan were actually talking about on the way down here. We were talking about um, the community versus um, 
um, the individual. That solitude and stuff. Yeah, 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 the individual aspect of life. And when you're actually in a moment where you are faced with challenges, it is when you're in a community um, environment, even a really close-knit community, say like a tribe, mm. you could rely on someone else for that. But there is a sense of accomplishment and purpose when you are the individual doing a task, whether in its life or death, whether it is thick or thin, and you need to do this or you're not moving or you're going to struggle to eat or whatever. And if you can do that as an individual, it grows you so much more than it would as a tribe or as a community-based would. So the, the individual aspect of life, and this is what's perfect about this, is because it makes you, it throws you into the deep end of the individuality of life and it gives you the challenges. And that's why I, I want to ask you this, like how much have you grown as a person since being on the board? Yeah, quite a lot, you know. Mm. I think anyone would. Um, I've been on this boat for three and a half years, and in that time, I have learned a lot about myself. Um, but then I, I have, I've, I've lived by myself previously. You know, yeah. I quite, quite like being independent. Um, but I've learned that um, that independence comes at a cost. You know, that is loneliness. Yeah. Um, mm. So it's great that I could be, I just go wherever I want, be absolutely free, go in the pub if I want to. You know, or you know, just go for a run and not tell anyone I'm going out or whatever um, but yeah not having someone to share that with is, is yeah and I think there's a lot of men like me on the, on the waterways who are yeah. like yeah I'm getting away from it all and they're like oh I'd quite yeah. you know or I've left my wife you know I'm going to get a boat and then they realise oh actually I do miss that part of that relationship that I was in you know mm. what was so. what was life like before you went on a boat uh, yeah pretty depressing because I had uh, quite a lot of anxiety not a lot of issues, but like at least one one major thing, which for me anyway, because I know lots of people suffer it way more than I did. But I, so I lost, so I lost my job, lost my girlfriend, all those sort of things. Yeah. They seem to happen once, don't they? Mm. And I was thankfully living with my auntie in London, and she's brilliant. She's just the most amazing, most generous woman that I, I know. And um, she, so she, and she was also very understanding because I was going through such a. A strange time and I had to go to the doctor and explain that I'd, I'd never been to the doctor and said oh I feel depressed I didn't know what it was so I just went to them and say oh, blah 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 I'm not feeling great blah 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 and they, they, were, they were funny thing was they were like oh just, mm. just it's lovely now so I would just go for a walk you know all yeah. that sort of stuff I was like no that, I've just done that to get to you so yeah. it's not really going to work <laughs> is it uh, <laughs> uh, so they put me on like Prozac and stuff like that you know just different medicines to sort and then also obviously and also like CBT or you know cognitive behavioural therapy yeah, yeah, and yeah. Mm. group therapy which the, that was the best because you actually get to meet other people who are in the same situation mm. and they you know they they had much worse problems than I had and that really sort of yeah. made me feel like um, oh but I must say like that all came out of knowing that I wanted a boat like, I knew what I wanted to do but how the hell was I going to achieve it oh. that is what made me have panic attacks and like just oh. Well, you know, so seeing your vision actually made you. Oh well, uh, yeah. I, 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 how crazy is that? Eh? Yeah. But I was just like, I know exactly what I want to do now. What was but... it? Yeah. What, what was it? What was the first <laughs> oh. step to, to like that you you actually undertook to like completely rewire your mind as well and change your life? Yeah, because I've always been into self help books and stuff like that. Um, and at the time, I was reading the Four Hour Week. Yeah, four Hour Week. Yeah, Tim work with, uh, with Tim Ferriss and. Yeah. So I was like, oh, he's doing this, and this is crazy. And like, I, there is actually a possibility that I could just, you know, do what I really want to want to do. 
Um, which wasn't, I've got to say to your listener or viewer, I, I wasn't just skiving off. That wasn't my plan. It yeah. was like to just make something of myself. That's what I wanted to do. And, you know, I, I do make YouTube videos, but that wasn't the plan at the time. Yeah. It was just to sort of, you know, do something interesting. But, uh, yeah, I forgot what I was saying. Yeah, there. I think the, oh, I know what you mean, though. But I think the biggest, the biggest thing, the biggest thing I got from that though is, is time. Time is a currency. Like people don't realize that time is actual currency. Yeah. And that, for me, I would imagine that. I mean, I know you see these videos on online and stuff, like people living a van life and they have all this time and stuff. And like you said, it's not all. It's not all that. You know what I mean? But there still must be an aspect of you having this lifestyle that still gives you that little bit more time yourself. Because you I mean look around the world and you see so many people just. I mean, I feel it for myself sometimes. Now I've had to rein this back in my own life Chris is the same mm. where you, you just you're just constantly in this mode of 9 to 5 bang 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 but there must be still something about this alternative way of life that does give you that little bit more of a time do you feel that do you feel that yeah well I was going to ask you guys how do you feel being on this boat what does it what's your sort of first reaction do you feel like you've got, I feel calm, um, homely yeah cosy yeah. I really do actually um, I think it might be because you've got the oils and that going. Uh, oh, yeah, I've got some uh, essential oils in the corner yeah. here. I've got patchouli and uh, geranium. <laughs> <laughs> so a nice little little balanced mixer. But to me, you live off your senses. And so yeah. when you come in, you can smell the... Um, I've just realised I am a hippie. Yeah, I didn't uh, set out to become one, but that's what's happened. <laughs> uh, for me, for me to, uh, I don't know why. I, I did get the sense of freedom as well. I don't know why. Yeah, I think can't explain it, but there is. Yeah, you can that. you can achieve freedom, but self discipline is key to that freedom. I think yeah. for me anyway, because yeah. I know that if anyone's on their own, you can just get up to whatever you want to do. So how are you going to make sure you keep on your path, or you know, whatever you want to call it? I think that goes for everything, though. Yeah, every, you know, every, no matter where you live in, if yeah. you're living in a house or you live in a tent, I think yeah. it's the same thing really. I have them. <laughs> I have them battles every day. I mean, I've got written down: self discipline is key nearly everywhere. In in my life, I've got it written. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a computer screen at work. I've got loads of like postage notes everywhere. But the main one <laughs> is self discipline is key, and I believe that I believe it can lead to any anything you want in life. Amazing body, amazing house, amazing mind, amazing whatever you want. Self discipline, in the continuous action to get it. I mean, I just read Cal Newport's book, um, Deep Work, and he and he talked about um, the what he asked loads he went around and asked loads of people about how to be product how to have great productivity and they actually came up with the idea of um the chain in the court and all it is is basically it's so simple and it makes everyone kick themselves like why aren't i doing it is you just have a calendar and you just write down what your task is and you put an x next to it when you've done it and you've got to do that every single day until you get what you want and the only one rule is don't break the chain and that's it that's, yeah, that's, oh, that's all it is and I was thinking how simple is that I mean because we do overcomplicate it we try to read all these books I'm I'm exactly like you by the way I read so many self-help books I've, I've read hundreds hundreds upon hundreds and and when you read something so simple you kick yourself don't you and you think oh shit man it is that simple yeah, you just is. need to read, read the right thing don't you I it guess. is like <laughs> yeah, it is. keep reading until you read the one that goes yeah that's it that's yeah. what I need to be doing <laughs> when, when, when uh, Chris said there be more effective uh, more effective as well do you think that sort of when you're in this environment um, do you think have you sort of because to me I mean this seems to me when you look at when I look at this environment it seems to me that it's not going to be an environment that you're going to over 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 clutter so and over cluttering is not well it does happen yeah, believe me really yeah. <laughs> but uh, over cluttering for me is not just sort of 
it's not just in things it's in your mind as well so if you oh, have too yeah. many things around that you don't need and like that can clutter your mind as well but mm. this environment for me it must must still force you to sort of to have more the important things that you actually need do you do you find that as well how do you, it forces me to to like to sort of hone in in, in the things that you really need that in your life and yeah. the things that you don't need i think it does doesn't it yeah i mean i just wanted to say that i've got a stat shot and uh, you know the listeners um there's like a to-do list <laughs> up on the board here and it has got like just yeah everything that's on my mind sort of all the jobs i've got to do and just yeah cross them off as you go but and it does that forces you to sort of yeah seek and priorities I, and because you said you said as well before about how you said that you um what, what do you see you didn't have again a fridge you said didn't see you had yeah so that yeah. so again you've because people would think people would be thinking oh how the hell do i live on a boat without a fridge but the human the, like as a human being you find that you just find a way you do like for my, like mine done. is like just put it down as low as possible yeah. because so right now where we are sat is pretty much yeah just about on water level so yeah. <laughs> it's quite crazy isn't it so and below that it does get quite quite cool yeah. so yeah I could definitely get so, away with it in winter anyway like yeah. keeping stuff cool there but it's probably why a lot of people who live on vans and boats are like vegetarians and vegans probably yeah. <laughs> dreadlocks yeah because <laughs> I think you know I've had food poisoning this year and it was pretty rough <laughs> <laughs> would you see it's more is it more cost effective this living than your previous like no absolutely not oh, and wow. this is this is a big big point because lots of people ask me they say all right surely surely must be cheaper living on a boat it is cheaper but you have to scale i well i have to in my lifestyle continuous cruising i have to scale back on my work hours to be able to fit everything else in mm. so like maintenance jobs on the boat moving it to, to empty the toilet tank filling up with water um just traveling to the next mooring sometimes you're like sorry i've got to take yeah. a day off work because the river level levels have just risen i've got to move now like there's stuff like that you just cannot control oh. so you need a real versatile lifestyle and for people who obviously don't know my i, I just work from home i do youtube and i do um, the public relations job as i say so well, yeah do you, do you think that you're going to be this is do you think this is going to be sort of a lifestyle that you'll live for a, a much like a much longer or do you think how long, yeah, but how long I would, you lived on it for four now so far? Yeah, like three and a half years. Three years. So yeah, in April next year, the May of next year, will be my fourth sort of, be four years. But yeah, I, I mean, this summer I've, I've reached a point where I'm not loving it as much as I did when it started. Because mm. I know you're looking at me thinking you're living the dream. You're absolutely. And I know everyone cool. else is probably listening thinking, yeah. oh, this is amazing." But I, I think I, I, I think I envisioned. So I have what's called status anxiety <laughs> well I think everyone has it where you sort of worry it's like am I really at the place I wanted to be in my life I, I was you know so I'm thinking I should at least have like a bigger boat with like some amazing batteries that allows yeah. me to power up a fridge or something else like that or at least have a washing machine or something mm. uh, or a big flat screen TV I don't yeah. know because I'm, I'm quite consumerist I'm not like I'm not perfect you know that's I'd still like to buy the latest gadgets and stuff. I but think we've all got a bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how everyone wants a bigger boat, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Everyone does, doesn't it? But uh, as well, though, no matter no matter what size your boat is, everyone still has shit with on the board. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm always checking stuff board. away. Though. I'm always <laughs> trying to be minimalist, trying to sort of like, do I really need that? Do I? Have I I've not used that for six months. Get rid of it. Yeah. Mm. Um, and before before you turned out, actually, I had quite a lot of stuff on my roof. <laughs> so and I've got, but I've got rid of quite a lot of that since. So, Did, have you got any regrets? So any far? regrets so far? 
not really. I mean, because no, no decision is perfect, is yeah. it? Like no, I could have, yeah, yeah, like you, you know that. It's just like any route I could have gone would have been had its own. I but think, I think you'll be a, more of a regret if you never tried it. That, yeah. that's oh, what it absolutely. Been. If I so if I was on my deathbed or whatever, let's people always say, "What would you regret on your deathbed?" I would regret nothing. Yeah, I because love that. I've done this and, and it's just amazing. I've travelled a thousand odd miles around the UK. Um, there's only a handful of people that are, are doing what I'm or can do what I'm doing. So I feel so lucky to to be in this position. Yeah, have you seen the um, the the YouTube video? It's like a sort of film documentary called Chasing Bubbles. Have you seen that? No, I've not seen that. I've no. not seen that because a lot of people because I shared that on well, I think it was one of my, my Instagram or my Facebook something like that. And a lot of people that inspired a lot of people to want to live on a boat. But that was also that that it was like a documentary by a guy. And I'm not just not to like sort of give much away about it, but that highlighted both sides of what you're saying that. There is really good parts to living on a boat, but there's also the side of, like, sort of loneliness and things like that. But I don't know if you'd seen that because that's, that's a good documentary to watch. That's interesting. So it's definitely what I try and cover on my own YouTube channel because a lot, a lot of vloggers, they're always like, "Hey guys, yeah. what up, guys? What is up? Yeah, yeah. Check out my amazing life and all that." <laughs> I live in a boat. <laughs> <laughs> but it's unfortunately, you know, you can't keep that up, can you? So, yeah. and I realised that very early on. I was like, nah, you have to be real. People know you. Be genuine. Yeah. yeah. People know who you truly are, don't they? Yeah. I mean, yeah. If people know, like, there's, there's definitely some pain behind his eyes, especially with, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm living in a fucking boat, yeah! Oh. Like a little tear, like, <laughs> 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 in the wind. <laughs> you trying to <a> smile. <laughs> but what would you see if people know if someone did want to sort of, because there was a lot of people oh. listening to this podcast as well, there's a lot of people who um, message us saying, that, oh, they want to uh, live in a van or they want to just live in an alternative different way. If someone wants to, if someone's got that itch in the back of the mind, yeah. What would you say to them? You got to scratch it. Yeah, you got to do that. it. You have to do that. If you, if that's the option that you, you're not even sure it's going to make you happy. It's not about that. It's just like something you've got to do, a compulsion. So yeah, do it, and try and find a way. Even if it's just a stepping stone to that idea, I think just just try whatever you can do and go for it. It might you not even see like you can even see how to to buy something like a boat or a, a van, but. If you're open to opportunities, it's like the law of uh, attraction, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Like if you're open to those opportunities, they they will present themselves. Like you just got to be patient. Unfortunately, it took me two two odd years to to get this boat. So <laughs> just go for it. Yeah, yeah. I love that. yeah just go for it. Yeah, good, good, good part. I think that's fantastic. Bit, yeah, right? good, great podcast. Hey. Thank you. <laughs> Amazing, cool. Thanks, brother. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for checking out that podcast. Absolutely loved chatting chatting to Robbie there. Really loved sitting and chatting to him in his beautiful narrowboat. And if you want to see some pictures of the narrowboat, they are in the show notes. We also recorded this on video, which is available on our YouTube channel if you want to see see our beautiful faces. And you can see as well where we actually sat down with Robbie and we sat inside of his narrowboat alongside his wood burner really is a good vibe to the conversation if you want to see the video form and please consider supporting us via our patreon page or our one-off donation option you really will be helping us massively and help us to keep doing what we're doing so anyway we love you all and just to play this podcast out i haven't done this for a while i'm going to play a song called used to get high for a living really is an incredible song so anyway enjoy this song by john butler I used to get high for a living and I'm sure you will all relate to this one. Peace and love.
thinking that my destiny was out of my control I used to get high for a living There's lots of different reasons and I'll tell you so Supersized large five big map Coca Cola go one man Pick your poison Speed weed ecstasy LSD man Don't bother me cause we're all on phone then Caffeine cigarettes alcohol You know I'm clawing out the walls trying to get my fix Prozac ADD tablets smoke smack Now you know I am trying to chase you I used to get high for a living Believing everything that I saw on my TV I used to get high for a living Eating all the bullshit food that they sold me From this place, man, that we're feeling Can't feel, can't feel what we're all trying to consume All this time we're stealing No doubt around your own can't find The glass that you've been needing Till then, my friend, you must contend With the monster that you're feeding I used to get high for a living Believing everything that I saw on the TV I used to get high for a living Eating all the bullshit food that they sold me Yeah.